Welcome to River's Edge Sermon of the Week. Thanks for joining us today. We're really believing that you'll benefit from the message that you're about to hear. A big thank you to those of you who share our podcast on social media. And thanks for rating and reviewing us on iTunes. For more information about us, please visit riversedgechurch.com.au. I am so excited that you are all here today. And I would love everybody that is under, let's see, under the age of 12, because once you reach 13, you're too cool to do anything, but that's okay. If you're under the age of 12 or would like to be, you're welcome to come right at the front because I would love you to see what's going to happen in this message this morning. I'd also, so why don't you come, kids, why don't you come up the front? You've suddenly aged. Everyone's suddenly, they're so cool. It's incredible. I also need, I'm going to do the Christmas story today, and um, hello to everybody watching online, but I want to do it slightly differently, because I could read the Bible, and, and we're going to do that, but I thought it'd be good, because sometimes the adults, they, they, they really struggle getting up as early as you do, and so they're nodding off at this point in time, and so I need you guys to help me, I, I, so... Let's put this, what I need you to do is, in a moment, I'm going to ask for volunteers. I would love you to act out different parts of the story. You don't have to say anything. You don't have to say anything. But you actually need to come on the platform. So are you okay to do that? Yeah. Yeah? Are you, are you cool with that? All right. Yeah. You don't know what you're going to do, but you're saying yes. I love that. It's like faith, really. You're saying yes, and you're not really sure what's going to happen next. Fantastic. So we're going to read the story. We know what happens, don't we? Because really, stories are how we make sense of the world. And I don't know about you, we watch all the, the, the fantastic Christmas stories. Uh, we, we, when we were away, watched, they had Foxtel, right, which we don't normally have. And then they have all these Hallmark Channel, which just has the cheesiest, soppiest um, Christmas stories that, like, honestly, I could write. Like, they're just so simple. They don't, and then suddenly they live happily ever after. And it's just so. I'm telling my other son about the other Christmas movies we watch, like Die Hard, and other important things you need to watch at Christmas time. He never watched it, so that's interesting. But stories are really important for how we make sense of the world. And so we remember the Christmas story. There was a star. What else was there in the story? There were three wise men. Yes, there were definitely wise men. There may have been more than three, but they were definitely, yes. Who else was in the Christmas story? Murray? I, look, that sounds like Murray to me because I can't hear anything, but Murray was probably there, but now who did you actually say? Mary, that's right. Mary, <laughs> I'm sure Murray was the guy that wouldn't let him in. Says. <laughs> you just need to shout it out. Go for it. Jesus, oh, fantastic. We've got Jesus here. We've, no one can play Jesus. He's already there. We're going to set up. So uh, I need, uh, who said, the three wise men, who said that? Would you like to come up on the stage? And I need two other people. Grab a, grab a behind you is a, an outfit um, for you to wear. You, you two girls, that would be great. I, I think we're empowering the women. They can be wise. Fantastic. So you can get ready. You're going to be, who else was in the story? Jesus was in the story, yep, he's there, so yep. But I'll tell you what though, you, you can be, you seem to know a lot about the Bible, so I'm going to get you to come up and, and maybe you can pick someone else to join with you. 
I knew you would pick your cousin. There you go. That's right. Why don't you come on the stage? These are your, these are your props. No, you don't get any props. These are your props. You got, I need three, three wise men. We lost a wise man. Okay. Yes. And, and these are people that know lots of things. You can tell. Now, boys, over this way, just to, this is going to confuse everybody watching online. This doesn't make any sense. So, three wise men. We're going to just stand over here. You two boys, over this way, please. I would love you to pick three Bibles each. That's what yours. Three, three each. Yeah, definitely. Three. Actually, you're older, Eli. You can take four. Yep. That's, that's only three, bro. Just stand there. Stand there by the tree. That's it. And, and you stand there, over here, this way. And just, you're not allowed to move. You just have to stay there the whole time. All right? This is fantastic. Who else was in the story? Was anyone else in the Christmas story? The shepherds, fantastic. Yeah, there were shepherds. Who else was in the story? King. King Herod, yes. Well, I need a King Herod. Would anyone like to be King Herod? Come on, rocket. There you go. You, you, get, you get your own throne. You can wear that uh, this beautiful cape and you can sit on this throne for all to see yeah, definitely if you're a king or a queen you have to rock a, a, a crown they need their Aldi bag please we sponsored today <laughs> we didn't talk about giving so I'm going one way however we can to uh, make it work so, shall we read the text? Are you ready? Do you know what you need to do? Hey, guys, really? You've got one job. Just stand there and hold it. Uh, look, how about, we'll just put one down. You can hold the one. And then in a moment, when, when your bit is on, you've got to take all of them, all right? Just stay there, though. All right. You ready? Let's go. All right, we'll get the text because I'm putting, getting rid of the notes. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem, during the time... Of King Herod, Magi from the east, that's you three, amazing, wise, powerful people. And they asked, where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? And we saw his star when it rose and we've come to worship him. And when King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. And when he called together all the people's chief priests, that's you guys, and, and, and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they said, for this is what the prophet was written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler, and he will shepherd my people Israel. And Herod called the Magi secretly, found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem. Go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me, so that I may too go and worship him. This is an incredible story. And the reason that this story is so effective and that we remember it is because these incredible people are actually the heroes. They're meant to be the heroes. Because in every great story, you have a villain. But you always have a heroes. But the way that... Um, 
Matthew writes this story is really well written because what it demands of all of you, even though you're not on the stage, you're part of this story. I don't know if you realize that yet. You're part of this story because you have to choose your own adventure. You have to choose which way you will go. Matthew writes this story because what happens is these incredible people from far, far away, in fact, they're not even Jewish people. Matthew is a Jew writing to Jewish people and the heroes of this story are people so far from God they don't even read the Bible. They look in the star and, and see something. And they know a little bit about the Bible from, from Daniel's prophecy or something or rather about a king. And there was going to be a, a, the king of all the kings or something like that. But they really didn't know everything. And so they looked to the stars and they worked out that there was a king who was to be born. And the scientific people are going, is that even real? I don't know. The, 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 the astronomers people wiser than these three people and me and everyone else could be a constellation of, of, of planets could have been a comet could have been a whole bunch of different things but they journeyed are you going to journey we're going to journey with me we're going to walk this way we're going to walk this way they're walking with me they're following a star but they didn't just start out yesterday they started a long time ago and they walk 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 and they're following they're looking up they're not reading their bible they come to the most powerful person that in the planet of there, and, and they come to King Herod. And remember, you're part of this story. Who do you identify with? Maybe you're like these incredible people so far from your church experience. You've never been to church or watched church or been a part of anything, and you're like, I'm I just I'm interested, I want to know. And you're part of you, and they're coming, and they don't know everything, but they're coming and they're seeking. And so they come to King Herod, and they say, "If you can just move to the side, because guys, you ready? You got to pick up all your stuff. You ready? This way, this way, this way, this way, this way. Just to the stage. Fantastic. This way. That's right. And then look at the people, because the camera's on. All right." And they ask King Herod, what should we do? What do we, like, we need to know because they've come to the king. They've come to the person they think should know the answer. And remember from a message last week, he's not actually a Jewish person. He's carried favor with the Romans to become the most powerful person in the world. And so what Herod does is ask religious people, boys, come on, this is your moment. And, and, and he comes to them and these are the the teachers, the chief priests and the teachers of the law, they know everything. They've got so much. Look at this. Look, they know everything. They know everything. And so Herod wants to know, these people have rocked up and they're talking about a king. They're convinced. They've come a long way. They've come with an Aldi bag full of stuff. Like, a, like the whole city knew that they were there. This wasn't just, oh, what, what we'll do today. They made an, a, a deliberate intentional sacrificial journey to find the king of all kings and Herod wants to know so he consults the most religious and people that know a lot about this stuff about the bible I mean clearly look at they've got loads and loads of bible and he asks them where will it be and so they know their prophecy and they quote but you Bethlehem in the land of Judah 
You know what? The king will be born in Bethlehem. We know this. We know this. And I wonder if, remember, you're part of this story. I wonder if we can be like these two. Thank you so much. You can go back to what you just did before. Because that is what we can be like if we grow up and become familiar and, oh, yeah, yeah, it's just another thing. See, these people, they knew everything. They, they, they saw all of this and they knew so much and they said, look, he's coming. The, the king is coming to Bethlehem and we're going to go back and keep reading. We're going to do our own thing. We're not interested to go and find this person. We're not going to go and seek Jesus. We're not going to go and find him and look for him. We know everything. I've been there, I've done that, I bought the t-shirt, printed the t-shirt, I'm selling the t-shirt now. Like that's how good these guys are. And I think sometimes in our casualness, in our flippantness, even perhaps in our familiarity, there's not a speaking part. It's just sitting there. We can forget about the king. Let's not forget, the, the person that should be the hero of the story is actually probably the evil person in the story who hears about a new king and doesn't want to give this up, doesn't want to stop being front and center. And they, they, like, I, I, if there's another king, that means I have to give this crown over. And the story of Christmas is that Jesus came to rescue us, to forgive us of all of our sins, but also to rule and to reign, because we by ourselves don't know how to do that well. We're selfish, we want our own way, and ultimately we need to surrender our crown to Jesus. But there's a little bit of Herod in all of us that wants our own way, he wants to sit on the throne, wants to stay there. And so we scheme and we manipulate and we go, no, I can have both my rights. I can find this and have this. I can do all of this and I can actually still stay in control. You girls have been fantastic. Come on, can we encourage these fantastic wise people? Let's, let's, because, wait, wait. Because we're going to get to the next part of the story. go to the next text after they heard the king they went oh, thank you boys can we thank these incredible religious you can sit down and watch if you want from the front down the bottom let's leave the bibles there that's fine Thank you so much. You did a great job. Now, after they heard the king, they went on their way, and the star that they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where Jesus lay. Come on, this way. Camera operator is doing an amazing job today. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. And they opened their treasures and presented them with gifts of gold. 
of frankincense and myrrh, and having warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned by their own country to another route. And so they laid down these gifts, which are actually really interesting, because not only does it fund Jesus, Mary, and Joseph when they have to go to Egypt and do all of that stuff, but it actually is a prophetic thing of what is going to happen in Jesus' life and what we actually need to do. So there's gold, which talks about the king. And, and what they're saying by giving gold is that you are the king of kings. You are the one that we worship and we honor and we respect. And we give our loyalty, our devotion, our allegiance to Jesus. So you can put the gold down. The frankincense. The frankincense that we have here shows about Jesus actually being God. Because it was something that you would burn. It was like incense, really. It was something that would go up. And, and really, that is symbolic of the fact that we would worship Jesus. Jesus is not just our Savior. He is God. Three times, these um, wise people worship. They say, we want to go and worship him. And they worship a baby. They worship God. I think that's the, the challenge for us is to, to, number one, is to give, surrender the lordship of our life, the control of our life to Jesus. But the other thing is that we actually need to worship him. And then there was myrrh, which is really just symbolic of the fact that Jesus would actually die. And this would what they would use to embalm, to protect, let's go there, the corpse of uh, a dead body to preserve it from um, decaying. And so they gave this prophetic gift that would say that Jesus is king, that Jesus is God, but Jesus is our savior because he would die for each and every one of us, all of us. And so they laid their gifts, if you just put them in. And instead of going back to Herod, they have a dream that he's an evil person and they go back another way. So thank you so much for, as you go off the stage. And so the story ends with this lonely, pathetic... This is not personal. It's getting character. It's fine. Hey, you couldn't get royalties out of this. is going on YouTube. How yeah, many people? You become a sensation. <laughs> Stay there. Just I'll give you a chocolate. All right, let's go there. We the story ends with this lonely, pathetic, feeble who was meant to be the all-powerful person is left behind, fearful of the future. Worried about what is next, which is really what our life is like outside of a relationship with Jesus Christ. Herod, for me, symbolizes the self-made individual trying to do their own way, their own thing, be the boss of their own life, living their own way. And yet we need to do what the wise, the magi from the east did, who saw 
what Jesus had done and surrendered because Jesus was their king, Jesus was their God, and Jesus was their savior. And, and really, as I said earlier, the, the part of this story that makes it so amazing, the way that Matthew has written it, is that these unlikely heroes become incredible. We remember their story and, and, and we see their extravagant gift, the incredible thing that they did that came into Jerusalem to do all of that, that we still remember the wise men. We remember that story. And, and yet, Matthew was writing this not because it's like, wow, what a great idea. We should have three people come from the far and come on a camel and give some gifts. Like, because that's what Christmas is all about. We give gifts and that just makes sense. Actually, way more than that. And the challenge that I want to bring to you this morning is that you are also in this story. Who do you identify with? Because you can't, you can't listen to this story and go, oh yeah, that was awesome. Or you could be like these lovely two guys. You know it all. But they've left. In fact, they left early. Like they didn't, they didn't go and go, we've got to even find out about this. They just, no, nah, we're okay. And they, and, they, and they left. They didn't have that passion to pursue. So who do you identify with most? Is it Herod? Self-made? Ambitious, but actually in the inside, fearful, worried, desperate. Or, or is it these religious people that know everything, you know it all, chapter, verse, but it doesn't grip your heart? For me, I, I want to be like the Magi from the East. who, Because uh, I, I love them, they're my hero. They're the people I want to be because they were so far from Jesus. They were so far from Jerusalem, the center of the epic, and they were like, oh, we could actually find this thing. But the challenge that I get from them is that they worshipped him. They worshipped three times, it says, that they want to come, and they worshipped him. And I'm, my challenge to each and every one of you is, who are you in the story? And what are you going to do about it? They gave gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Jesus is my, my Lord and my King. Jesus is my God and He is my Savior. Is He all of those three? And I would love to, um, us to respond this morning. And if the band could come. Actually, so thank you, Indy. You did a great job. And to all of you amazing kids, well done for paying attention. And doing all this stuff. But I, I want to I finish this morning by asking you to think about your part in the story. And we're going to sing a song, King of Kings, to worship him, to put him, perhaps remind, maybe, maybe it's not a massive, massive shift in your brain or your heart, but just to open your heart to him. Hey God, I want you to be Lord. I want you to be my saviour. And I want you to be my God. Would you stand with me? Thank you for listening to River's Edge Sermon of the Week. For more information about us, please visit riversedgechurch.com.au.